The college football spring season is not that far away from kickoff. Obviously, February 27th is when the Big Sky Conference will get things going. But joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Sam Herter from Hero Sports as he covers the FCS. Sam, it is great to chat with you, man. Hope you had a great holiday break. Yeah, it was uh, it was good overall. Uh, you know, relatively quiet. Uh, you know, obviously no no big gatherings or anything like that as, you know, we all try to push through COVID and, and, and all that. And, you know, <laughs> it's good that we got out of 2020. Uh, obviously things aren't going to flip on a dime just because we're in the year 2021, but you know, there, there is hope on the horizon uh, for us and, you know, looking forward to hopefully watching a lot of football, a lot of FCS football to be specific in this calendar year. Sam, one of the things that I'm kind of thinking about here is we do look at that possibility. We've been wondering whether or not it'll happen. Obviously, it has been pretty quiet, it seems, on the uh, front of the FCS and whether or not we're actually going to play. But I've been kind of feeling like people might just say and and just scrap this thing because, I mean, some conferences are only playing six games. Again, the playoffs are going to be pretty long. We're almost rolling right into summer and trying to get ready for the fall. Where where is your mindset at? Where do you feel we're at with in terms of whether or not a spring season will happen? Yeah, I you know, I feel better about the spring season now than I did in October and November. Uh, you know, I was during those fall months I was expecting, you know, two teams one week and then five teams the next week and then this conference the following week and then this conference the following week the following week to all say, Hey, you know what, we're actually I'm not gonna go ahead and play in the spring season, we're just gonna look ahead to the fall. But that, you know, hasn't happened. It has been relatively quiet. Um you know, I, 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 you can make an argument whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, that things have been pretty quiet, but I think overall, in, in my mindset, I think it has been a good thing because, you know, the, the first game is scheduled for, you know, just about a month from now. And McNeese State has started practice today. And as of right now, there are 100 teams in the FCS that, you know, haven't opted out yet, that they, they have games scheduled. They, as of right now, say they plan to play. And, like I said, we're a month away from the season. And so if, if any of these teams or conferences aren't actually serious about playing, they're going to have to say something pretty quick because the, the season is right around the corner. And, and so my mindset is that since it's quiet, you know, with more with each passing day, I think it's getting more likely that the spring season uh, is going to happen because if teams or conferences don't want to play in the spring, they're going to have to, you know, let, us know and more importantly let their players know that hey we're we're actually not going to play this spring season we're gonna you know have hold a spring practice of of some sort but then just you know look ahead to the fall season yeah it's going to be really interesting to to say the least here and uh what do you think about this because i feel like at the same time we may get through whatever the regular season looks like because i believe and you correct me on this sam i believe i know the big sky is doing six games i think there's a couple other conferences doing six are we seeing anybody else do more than six games at this point uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, there's different scheduling models, uh, within each conference. Um, I know I did, I had some, I can't remember. I, I did some type of article for heroesports.com talking about each, uh, scheduling format. I can't remember what the headline is, so I, so I can't pull it up, uh, right now, but you know, off the top of my head, yeah, you know, the big sky is doing six game conference only. The Valley is doing eight game uh, conference only, I believe that the CAA is doing six game conference with up to, you know, allowing, uh, 
up to two non-conference. Uh, and then you have like the big sky, like I said, conference only not allowing non-conference. So um, I think the OVC is doing seven conference and allowing one non-conference. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not um, uniform across the FCS. Uh, you can play up to eight games uh, from mid February up until the, the week before the playoffs starts. Um, you know, some teams, like like I just said, uh, some conferences are just going to do six games. Some conferences are, are going to allow their teams to play up to eight games. Uh, so it'll uh, it'll be an interesting discussion when it comes to comparing uh, playoff resumes, especially when you factor in that any fall games played uh, do factor into your playoff resume. So I mean, you could we could be looking at how Jacksonville State, who has a you know a whatever a, a, a 12 and, and, and two record uh you know how does that with an fbs win how does that stack up against a six and oh montana team <laughs> you know, how do you even decide who gets who gets the higher seed or, or who get or, you know who was who placed where so that that'll be fascinating to see how the playoff committee handles that yeah i was gonna say we'll get into that here in a little bit but at the same time uh looking at it you know we were kind of talking about this off air what are your thoughts do you think we see this playoff format that has been established already or do you think we see some tweaks to it uh before we get started no i think it, it's pretty set in stone uh right now the the, the good news is is that the the 50 threshold uh that we were all paying attention to in the fall uh and that was there has to be 50 percent of the playoff eligible teams uh, need to be playing in the fall for there to be a playoff uh that is not in play for the spring uh so it could get to a point where you know like i said right now there are a lot of teams 100 fcs teams that plan on playing right now but if all of a sudden we you know a bunch of conferences start to opt out and there are only 40 out of the 127 teams that want to play uh there could still potentially be the playoff uh in may and i think the wording basically is that you know the one of the committees in the ncaa will will look at it and and deem if it's appropriate or not to have a playoff with whatever remaining teams there are. So even if there are only 30% of the teams left playing in the spring, uh, depending on who those teams are, uh, they could still hold the playoffs, which is a 16 team playoff, um, which, which in my opinion, essentially means as long as the Valley, the big sky, the big sky and the CAA are playing, uh, then you, you can sprinkle in like Kennesaw state and Nichols and some of those Southern teams that are, you know, national factors, as long as the, the 40 teams that are playing are still the top 40 teams in the FCS, I, I think we have a good chance of, of seeing the playoff system go through this spring. My feature guest is Sam Herter from Hero Sports as he covers the FCS. Sam had a recent article that he released, the teams that he thinks are national title contenders for the spring of 2021. We'll break down that list next here on the Knock On Sports. Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees, and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. We're talking college football. We're breaking down the FCS for the spring of 2021 with Sam Herter from Hero Sports on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Sam, first off, man, we have seen a ton of players leave programs. It's still happening right now, entering transfer portals, potentially going to bigger schools. Uh, Who knows where half these guys are going to land that are currently in the transfer portal. But let me just get your thoughts on that. How, How hard has that been 
just trying to figure out, okay, who's left, who hasn't, who's still there, and whether or not this team has enough pieces to be a title contender. Yeah, I've been doing my best to uh, keep track of that. You know, I was able to uh, to track down 100-plus FCS to FBS transfers to the 2020 season. Uh, that number is already up to, I think, right around 25 for the the 2021 uh, season. Uh, we're, uh, then, you know, there are some some names that are currently in the in, in the portal that haven't found a home yet, like Samori Toure from Montana. And, um, you know, those are the, those are the ones that are hard to track. You know, once FCS players find a new home, uh, you can kind of document that. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that's out there. They're on the new rosters, but there are, you know, 10 to 15 FCS players, key FCS players uh, that are in the portal. And sometimes they're in the portal for, you know, a month and you kind of just lose track of them and if they found a home or not. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been hard to, to track all that but i mean you you look at all the all my like the top 10 teams in my list you know just about all of them have had players that you know have either transfer transferred or declared early for the draft and so um i mean montana state is really the one program that hasn't seen a big hit you know same with weber state they haven't seen a big hit with transfers but i mean you just look at a lot of these rosters what they would have looked like if the 2020 fall season would have happened as normal compared to what their roster looks like now going into the 2021 spring, uh, there are a lot of All-American and All-Conference-level players that are no longer on those rosters. Sam, looking at your list here, obviously North Dakota State, uh, the defending national champions multiple times over here. Let's just start with them. Uh, obviously, number one team that I would have to believe would be a contender for the 21-21 title. Yeah, I mean, the NDSU has lost some key players, obviously Trey Lance and Dylan Radins. I have declared for the draft. Uh, those are the two of the better players in the FCS. Um, you know, it's Brilla Cox left to play in the fall of 2020. So those are, you know, three really good players that, that, that they're gone for the Bison. But, you know, as we've all learned in the 2010s, uh, you know, NDSU can lose standout after standout and they're, they're going to bounce back and, you know, be just fine the next year. So, um, you know, it, it's hard to, to pick against the Bison right now. Uh, you know, it seems like whoever, wins the starting quarterback job um, is, you know, is going to do just fine there as NEC has never had issues with quarterback play. Obviously um, there are some question marks about NEC's defense, uh, but it's not a matter of if NEC is going to be a bad defense or an average defense there. NEC is always going to have a good defense. It's just a matter of, you know, is this, is this defense going to be a dominant unit or is it just going to be a, a, you know, a solid good unit by FCS standards? Yeah, no question about that. And then let me get your thoughts on the Montana schools here, Montana State, Montana. Where do you got them? Yeah, so I have, um, you know, my top team in the big sky is Weber State at number two. Uh, then I have Montana at number four. Uh, and then Montana State at number six with JMU number five right in between them. And, you know, I explained it in the in the article um but I still had some some people tweeting at me kind of confused about it or arguing against it, but you know, my this is a, a a top ten national title contender. So my top ten teams that I think can make the deepest playoff run. And in my opinion, when Montana State and Montana play, hopefully this spring, I'm probably going to pick Montana State to win, uh, just because their strengths on the offensive and defensive lines, you know, are not a good matchup for Montana's weakness, which is the offensive and, and defensive lines. So head to head. I think Montana State is the better team, 
But again, this is a look at who can make the longest playoff run. And I think Montana is better built to make a deeper playoff run uh, because mostly because of the offense. I mean, we saw we saw last year a one-dimensional offense just isn't going to threaten a defense like JMU or NDSUs like Montana State has. And while I know Montana State made it further in the playoffs last year than Montana, I think if they're on opposite sides of the bracket, I think Montana State mostly lose you know, most likely loses in the quarterfinals. And I think Montana makes the, makes the semifinals and they give NDSU a much better game just because they match up with NDSU much better, especially offensively, because they can, they can spread NDSU's defense out with a mobile quarterback. Um, and then, you know, I have a bunch of weapons on the outside with a good running game. You know, you're more likely to take down NDSU with that type of offense rather than, you know, trying to run the ball 50 times against NDSU like Montana state uh, tries to do. So that's, that's why I have Montana ahead of Montana State. Again, head-to-head, I'll, I'll probably pick the Bobcats to win. But when it comes to teams that I think can make the deepest playoff runs, I think the Grizz are better equipped to do that. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, especially if we can get to that uh, rivalry game brawl of the wild. Um, looking at it here as well, Sam, South Dakota State, what do you like about them for 2021? Yeah, you know, I, I South Dakota State was my number two team. Uh, heading into the fall, uh, they, they've they, they've obviously dropped a little bit to number three here, and, and Weber State rose up to to number two. Now the big reason for that is Kate Johnson, uh, arguably the, the best receiver in the FCS. He's he's declared for the NFL draft. Um, you know he is that type of impact player where you know if he's not playing, that uh, really dramatically changes South Dakota State's uh, offense just because he can he can hurt a defense in so many ways um, and so him not being there I think hurts uh, South Dakota State and makes their makes their offense less explosive uh, but at the same time uh, you know Pierre Strong Jr. in my opinion is the number one running back in the FCS the offensive line is uh, is relatively experienced I think they have four guys coming back that have starting experience uh, Jabori Gibbs will have to. He was hurt last year. He'll have to re win the starting job, and I think yeah, he has pretty good potential. Um, but the thing I really like about the Jacks is, in in past years, it's been the offense that's carried them. Meanwhile, the defense was uh, a bit of a weak spot. Last year was was quite the opposite. Uh, you know, the, the offense for South Dakota State had some injuries. I mentioned Jabori Gibbs. He was out with injuries. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr. He he missed the the, the end of the season uh, with an injury, and it was South Dakota State's defense that really rose up and was one of the better defenses in the FCS. And they have nine starters coming back, and so I feel like South Dakota State could really be a complete team because their defense should be really really solid, and I think their offense has potential to get better. Um, again, it, it probably won't it, it won't be as explosive without Kate Johnson, but when you have experienced offensive line, if they can ride the hot hand of, of Pierre Strong Jr. Uh, you know, I think their offense has potential to be pretty good as well. Sam, looking at another team, who do you feel is like a dark horse or a wild card that can make some noise? Uh, yeah, that's a it's that's a good question. Probably, um, I I I don't know if a dark horse you could consider this team a dark horse just because they are well known, but uh, you know, Kennesaw State I think does have potential to make a deep playoff run. You know, we were. A little up and down on Kennesaw State last year entering the 2019 playoffs just because their playoff resume wasn't good. Uh, they didn't win the Big South's auto bid, so it was a debate of if they really deserve to be in the playoffs or not. 
but they did beat Wofford in the first round, and then they gave Weber State a really good game uh, the next round before losing. And I think that you know gained Kennesaw State a lot of respect. That showed, hey, you know this team was right on par with Weber State. They are they are pretty solid, um, and they have a lot of starters coming back as well. Uh, one team too, North Carolina A and T will be interesting to pay attention to. They are um, they will be joining the Big South and uh, for next. For, for for next season, but this spring season, they still are technically in the MEAC, and the MEAC does have an auto bid into the spring playoffs. Uh, usually the MEAC champion plays in the Celebration Bowl, uh, but there won't be a Celebration Bowl this spring, so the MEAC does have an auto bid. And, I mean, North Carolina A&T is a HBCU powerhouse. Uh, they've won the last three Celebration Bowls. Uh, you know, they want national respect. They want to be recognized as a uh, top 10 FCS team. You know, but when they aren't in the playoffs, it's hard to really gauge how good they are. And you know, in, in future seasons when they are in the Big South, they will start contending in the playoffs. But this will be our first look if they do win the MEAC, which I think they will. This will be our first look at how North Carolina A&T matches up with you know James Madison, Weber State, NDSU, South Dakota State, the, the Montana's if they get a matchup like that. And I think you know, I think this is a legit program. You know, they always play good defense. Uh, their running back is really, really, really good, Jermaine Martin Jr. And so I think, you know, if there is a team that makes the quarterfinals or the semifinals, that is not usually there. I, I think that potentially could be North Carolina uh, A&T. Uh, but like I said, it's hard to really gauge, you know, are they top 15 program? Are they a top 10 program? Are they good enough to make the semifinals? We don't really know just because they don't play those usual national title threats. Uh, but this year, if they make the playoffs, we will be able to, you know, see how they match up. My feature guest is Sam Herter from Hero Sports. He covers the FCS nationally. Sam, if people want to follow your work, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, uh, my Twitter account is Sam Herter FCS. Uh, our website is Herosports.com. Uh, and also we have a new Twitter account uh, we're getting rolling. That is at Herosports underscore FCS. Sam, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well, man. Hope to be chatting with you a lot more as we get ready for this college football 2021 spring season. All right, yeah. Sounds great with me. Uh, Thanks again for having me on.